0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to Talking Talking okay. Talkin Cop on a Sunday. Uh, I've just read a message here on the on the on the live chat, and it says, "Lads, I've had red and brown sauce on a burger tonight. Total game changer. What the fuck? Like seriously, um, I don't know even know where to go with that from Garmack, Um but Garmack mm-hmm. is probably on cans at the minute, so like he could be having that. To be fair, um, Liverpool too. Uh, what? <laughs> Not drugs, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drugs as well. Um, but uh, Liverpool too. Everton nil um, from Anfield yesterday in the Premier League and the Merseyside derby. Um, as I always say, the lads done a great post-match show after yesterday. It was Kev, it was Chris, it was Matt. Um, it was really, really good. So if you want to go to the absolute ins and outs of everything on it, um, go and check that video out or download it wherever you find, find your podcasts. But it's me, Gav. It's Keith. It's Emma. It's Shawny tonight. We're going to go through some of the big talking points. Um, we're Whatever comes up in the chat, we might react to some of that. We will have Sausage of the Week, because Sausage of the Week was a belter last week. Loads of people loved it. We've another version of that. i have another game for us to play as well near the end, which I'll explain um, when we get there. Um, Initial thoughts, though. Emma, always good to win a derby, and when it's thrown in with the absolute blues going, absolutely rasher. um, It just adds to it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's like the icing on top. Like it's... Like the Origi goal, Klopp running on, losing their shit because Klopp ran onto the pitch. Just, it's always, Mana's last minute goal, it was an injury time goal, wasn't it, at their place. Yeah, It's always nice to have have them not only losing, but then moaning about it then afterwards as well. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's uh, extra special.
0: Yeah, it is extra special. It's always good to win a derby. Um, Someone in the chat wants to know, Dylan wants to know, what, what drink has Keith got? Is you normally on the milk? Yeah, he is. He's
2: on some sort of I'm, on a beer. I'm having a beer, yeah. Is there, it's is that, can though. I
0: hear cubes of ice in that? Mm. Oh, my you God. You can,
1: yeah.
0: It's, it's probably a... It's, uh, the only thing that can top that now is if you tell me you're drinking Holston pills or
1: something.
0: No. No. Heineken. All right, oh, good stuff. You
3: stick a Heineken there, he
0: has. <laughs> stick <laughs> a Heineken my. RIP to the rupee and all that. Um, right. Uh, Shawnee, Derby win. Um, as we said, you know it's always it's always good to win the derby. It was a half twelve kickoff, which were not massive fans off, but to go and win it to get the job done when we weren't at our best. Um, it's it's a nice start to the weekend, though, isn't it? Like a half two, when you know your job's done, you can relax for the next couple of days.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent. i are to <coughs> right, caveat, everything that's said in this show. We're saying maybe so say derby's a lot of bollocks. Hasn't hasn't been good in terms of being competitive. For a long time now they're just absolutely shy and um, and that's the way it pans out look we've handled them a few hoys over the years and it's been dramatic moments in terms of a reg and late goals and all, but they haven't been more to wank uh coming to anfield in recent memory apart from the time where we been no team and no fans in the stadium yeah. um, so oh I, yeah I, 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 it's often thrown about the media about how shite the Merseyside derby is, and I have to have to really agree because they are just shite. They are absolutely, they are absolutely dog shite. And I love that they had something to kind of hang on, leaving the game yesterday in terms of these injustices that they were out there at the foot of, so to speak. But yeah, it's always nice to beat them at the same time. And like I know I've heard a few people going, oh, "I'd miss them if they went down. I wouldn't. That that fucking." the shite they are and the way they go on on the on social media is even more embarrassing than their approach to playing football. Uh, the way I feel that fucking brutal they are. Absolute, and i some of the shite they have playing from as well. Actually, I oh, missed the first half of the game, and I just flashed up. and I was just seen that there was one record in the game, and I didn't even know Ashley was flying for them. <laughs> <laughs> He's the <laughs> not the, yeah. the, 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 the It's yeah, always I'm, nice to be. I,
0: I'll get on to how poor they were, or how poor they are, because I don't think they were. I'll get on to it a little bit because I think Liverpool fans are losing their rag a little bit over everything um, at stage of the game at dawn, but I couldn't kind of understand it, but I'll talk to you about it later. Um, Keith, you're on the Heineken. You're obviously happy. Like Usually it's milk, but when the Merseyside Derby is won, yeah. the
2: Heinegans are out. <clears throat> That's it, Gav, yeah. Merseyside Derby. I actually agree with everything Sean, he says. I think they're shy. I think they're absolutely atrocious. They they cling on to being a big club and it they remind me of Aston Villa a few years ago where they just keep circling the drain circling the drain and then they drop now this year they're lucky there's a lot of shite in that league I think they might be safe but it's a matter of time if and when they're gone um and I won't miss the meter and it's it's a funny thing like we're all Irish we look at the Merseyside derby um in one way that local scousers look at it totally different you know we look at the big game well sorry I'll speak myself I look at the big rivalry with Liverpool with Manchester United because (laughs) over in Dublin it's all Manchester United fans do you know what I mean that's the one that I always look at and say that's your biggest rival the Merseyside derby over the last few years is just like a little you know a little rub them on the head and send them on their way and I'm glad Liverpool have started to nearly treat them like that because for a few years Klopp was giving them too much respect and they're an awful shower of shit. they are absolute door box that crowd and i agree with shania as well i'm glad that they had a little chink of blade and, and injustice to go out of there with they didn't really do you know what i mean but they feel they do and it's absolutely hilarious we're going to talk about it and talk about some of the reaction to some of the incidents but my oh, Jesus, they're an awful small club and you see some of their fans saying they're proud of their performance and how it took refereeing corruption to to deprive them of any points at Anfield. You're looking and you're saying, we lose ever stop. So yeah, I love them. I think they're great, great bunch of lads. Can't wait till they're gone, but while they're here, we might as well take advantage of them uh Ard says he missed the
0: game he was playing a game himself on saturday so uh fuck the 12 o'clock kickoff or half 12 kickoff uh, quite a few people in the chat coming through there from twitch and now uh, we've set up a twitch you can watch all the shows on twitch and i would advise you to download the twitch app or go onto a desktop and go to twitch log yourself in sign up whatever it might be search talking cop because as time moves on i think we're going to move more and more shows over there um, so there will be shows that will go on to twitch and won't be on youtube so um, i would suggest doing that so you don't miss anything but don't worry when we start doing that we will let you know and um, we've let people know about 20 times that we're changing the name of this channel we've explained whether you changed the name of this channel and still today i get you changed the name of the channel so people don't actually watch and um, they pretend they watch all the time but they fucking don't and that's how we know now um but look um moving into it um you know, Liverpool go into the game, it's the 12-30 thing, everyone gets a bit nervous over it, it's the Derby, and I remember Keith last week going, oh, I don't oh, I don't really playing these fuckers at half twelve and, and you know, they're not good, right? Um but I
2: always remember that. Right, I always try to right, remember. But, that. but
0: what I what I want to say to you is just to start on this, everything's approach to the game, because you know, Shawnee and Keith in particular have touched on how they approach the game, how good or bad or indifferent they are. Right, but I seen some people, and Emma, I'll come to you first. I seen some people yesterday going, oh, look at these! They, they, they're playing with eight men behind the ball. They're playing with nine men behind the ball. They've taken off two wingers. They put on two centre back and a full back, and blah 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 blah." But Emma, everything like everything I'm at, right? But they're never gonna come to Anfield and they try out football, you. Yeah. They're not going to come in and go, we're going to play swashbuckling football, play, p- attack you know, loads of players and, and see what happens. Because they've done it two or three times yesterday where they caught cough in their own corners and set pieces, and we ran mm-hmm. through them. Well, should people be surprised at what this Merseyside side derby has turned into? Because this is where Everton are at. This is the manager they have, the players they have, and the outlook they have. It's not going to change for a long time unless something drastically changes from the Everton side. That just has to be their approach. <laughs>
1: Everything like don't get me wrong when when myself yourself and Keith were, were grown growing up let's say and supporting everything they were actually a big club okay they um they were winning leagues uh, FA cups all that kind of stuff they were probably one of our biggest rivals in the league for for the maybe the eighties anyway
2: better than um, Manchester no yeah.
1: Yeah. In the um, in the, yeah, I mean, the last time we won the league, when I think United finished 13th. Everton would have been, I, I would be shocked if they weren't in the top four. But they're the biggest, the 86 uh, FA Cup final, 89 FA Cup final, great derbies. And it was always known as the friendly derby. Everton need to stop concentrating on Liverpool and start concentrating on themselves. Yeah. That's, I, and unfortunately, and I've got friends that are Everton fans, so I won't go too in on them. They aren't a big club. They're a big club, but they're not a big team anymore. Yeah. Okay, they they've got a decent kind of history, but they're not. A, and they, and that's the way they play. It's not just Sean Dyche's any manager that has been in there, has played this absolute pox football, and they still think they're world beaters, and they they use us as the yardstick, <laughs> and like we're we're like we couldn't be further from the yardstick. The, the yardstick they need is a. Brighton or an Aston Villa or uh, somebody like that. Stop comparing yourselves to us. Um, you don't play, you don't come out and like I saw people saying like, oh, if, if it went 10 against 10, we would have had a right good go. You didn't have a right good go at 11 v 11. Why would you have a right good go when it was 10 v 10? Um, and by the way, we play worse against 10, 10 players. I don't care what anybody says. We've seen it over the last couple of seasons. So
2: And we play good but, with 10 as well yeah we're better yeah
1: exactly yeah um but they play an absolute horrible style of football like i don't want to like there's there's teams that you would normally say jesus christ their shit are actually playing a nicer more attractive game of football than everton are these days like like, shawnee is right Their fall from grace like is just they're they're to me they're they're nothing they're nowhere they're never going to lay a glove on us bar that one time like the last the win before that was 1999 um it is okay look we still get nervous because it's a derby and you always get nervous i think it's more nervous not so much of the actual losing of it it's the fucking noise of them if we if they win win it like do you know what i mean it's one win now i think it's 18 or something like that like do you mean it's that's that's the that's the nervousness um but I they, they don't lay a glove on Liverpool and their their style of play like I don't I wouldn't say that they had a go yesterday, but they, they didn't have they didn't park the bus half as much as they did after half time. Like that was ridiculous, like. Um and if anything, like I said, we we probably played a little bit worse. We had more of more opportunities. We just didn't date them in the first half when it was eleven v eleven. Um but yeah, it's absolute paltry football. Like, uh, it's it's horrible to look at. They don't like they don't have the they they don't have one decent player. Like, even Danny Calvert was good for about four weeks about four years ago, and that was it.
0: Yeah, but see, yeah. I, I you,
1: you I, disagree I just, with they don't have I, any decent players. you
2: look at yeah. Danny Martry, Don't they? They is flashing the pan merchants. Their heroes are the Franny Jeffers and the Danny Cuttamartres. They're there and they're going.
1: You're probably, gonna ref- You're probably gonna
0: refer to the youngfulness, are you? The Me? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I I think like you see, what's happening with what's happening with Everton, I'm I'm doing a show on Tuesday night with, with Dave Downey and um, from the Blue Room. Me and him are gonna have a chat about Liverpool and Everton, right? But my thing about on Everton is is that you reap what you sow, right? So what they've done is they've they've brought in they brought in Beneath and I thought they were mad to get middle Beneath Benitez... because they were on this downward spiral, and this isn't red-tinted glasses. They were on this downward spiral, and he was he was going to be the man to 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 kind of keep them away from that because he's so astute in what he does, right? And the style of football won't be great, but he'll get your results. They get rid of him and they bring in Frank Lampard, who's just a disaster. And then to get them out, they go with Sean Deutsch. And I think what they should have done was with Sean Deutsch, I said, you have to the end of the season, we'll give you a bonus like Allardyce did a couple of years ago, and out, out the gap you go. But they didn't, right? And coupling that with the fact that they fucking haven't a washer, right? They've left themselves a load of silence. signings, um, players that they kind of have to keep there because who else did they bring in? And then coupling with the, st- the style of Sean Dyche just doesn't suit. Like, I think Onana's a good player. I think if you let Onana play, he's a good player. I think Harrison's a decent player, right? I think McNeil started awfully at... at, at um, at Everton, but came into it last oh, season when, when they got when they got a bit of a free... Players, they're, decent players, they're decent players, but what I'm saying is it's they're decent, decent player. players, right? That even... even When you have decent players, you try to get the best out of them. I think what he's doing is he has decent players that he's just holding them back completely and he's just setting them in a way where they've no interest in playing football. And oh, that doesn't super help yeah, the best player probably, and most effective player Calvert-Lewin.
3: It just doesn't the signing players and teams that went down because you yeah. no money because they spent Correct. stupid money on shit for loads so it's not a fucking case of poor out everything. they've spent fucking ridiculous money on stupid players and they, like I remember you were know, talking on a podcast and you had to spend something like 300 million in this basic for five years and you are like they don't have one sellable asset in the team Jack Harrison's not a decent player he's a championship player I think Jack Harrison's a decent player yeah, he's in the championship.
1: Yeah,
3: but he's not and getting into a top six side. No. no, he's not getting into a top ten side. Not even getting spoken about with him. No, that's 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 the level everything are everything are now relegation battlers to push him to the top half of mid table, if they're lucky. When they used to be like Villa years ago when they Martin O'Neill, perennial fifth and sixth, would take the odd scalp and would be really difficult to beat at home. And now, the type of club that are like, we need to be beating the likes of Luton, Barmouth, and then at home to make sure that we stay up. And they've survived by the skin of the teeth the last two years. They are comfortably the 17th best team in the Premier League. <laughs> and and that's literally what they are. Now, I'm not a scouter, so I'm not on here trying to royal anyone up. Just telling them as it is, they've won probably decent player. And I think that's your man Onane who plays in the middle. Goal player. I think I think
0: I think the centre half Brantway, will will he, end up in. He, he's a good
3: player. Yeah. He, yeah, he could be. But the rest of them, that that championship level players. And that uh, they're getting championship level results. Uh, that's 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 the way they are. I I I think it's thrown about way too much people lads who come in and run around and Troy real for card like that that Everton players. That do you know what? Like you say you get the politicians you deserve. The the fans are getting the players they deserve. So They're a gang of fucking idiots. That's what you have on the moment. And I, I know he actually, contrary to belief, I like Dyche. And I thought he was, I think he got a spot on yesterday in the post-match. I think, I, like, he wasn't bitter and I don't think anything he said was too one toward in terms of decisions. Because, look, it is what it is. But weren't in that fucking game. The numbers don't lie.
2: Yeah.
3: The, the numbers don't lie. No, the, the numbers don't,
0: don't lie, and and to be to be honest with you, if you go on to if you go on to our Twitter, um, not air Twitter, but if you go on to, I think it might be in retweet of our Twitter, but Rory Fitzgerald went through all the mm-hmm. stats from yesterday's games with regards to touches in the box, shots by Liverpool, passes, successful passes, areas of the pitch, and it's just like dominance, complete another dominance. You know the sort of way. I just, I just think. I just think they've made a mistake in keeping Dijon. He keeps them up and he, he only does it by fluke. And I, I just think they, they've made a mistake. I think there'd be better people out there to try progress them, even though they're in trouble with regards to money and stuff like that. That's just my opinion on it. But I'll talk to Dave on Tuesday and he'll probably tell me I'm in Egypt as well. And then we'll move on. Um, But getting into the game, because, you know, the lads went through a up yesterday. They went through different things. But there's a couple of talking points and I wanted to get Joviona you Because the whole thing about this channel is getting as many voices in there as we can. Um, a voice for the voiceless. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you can get that on a, You should get that on a T-shirt. Yeah, I
2: might copyright that,
0: yeah. Yeah, a big glass of milk at the end of it. Uh, <laughs> but come here. D- d- there's incidents in the game, right? So let's let's go through them and see what you think. Because I- I've, seen pe- I've seen people... I've seen people I'm kind of go, oh, I don't know if you're right with that. But the sending off, right? Keith, I'll come to you first. Um Is it just... Is it just what it is? It's two yellow card offences. He's made two silly tackles. He's got punished for them, and he's off. Because in fairness, I listened to the blue room after the game yesterday. Well, their post match show, and they were both going, He should go. He has to go. He makes two ridiculous challenges. Um, that's fairly nailed on Keith. Yeah? That we not. There's not too much argument yeah. out there for that. Is there? No,
2: I mean, look, it's two yellow card challenges. Um. We had the situation with Diogo Jota against Spurs, where he's on a yellow card. And quite similarly, actually, he got away with one and Young gets away with kicking a ball away, you know, and he's he's on thin ice. And then he does a blade stupid challenge on the sideline. Like, you can't have sympathy. Whether, whether you think it's a... You know, it's not really, you know, not every field a yellow card. They were yellow cards, in my opinion. And I think it was a ridiculous thing for him to be doing. I think it's, you know... I want to talk about the obviously we were not at the game but the commentary around it was absolutely baffling as well you know they were talking about injustices on the telly and all and I'm like there that that's a clear red card like they're two fucking Stonewall yellows that you're gonna yeah, i really want to get to the commentary later on yeah we get we'll get to them we'll get to that but yeah but it sausages. was just like you're looking at it and it's like that that's not even controversial like this is a blatant these are two clear yellow cards and as I said lucky with the, the other one when he's kicking it away. So, like, we had to suck it up with Jota um, a couple of weeks ago and had to, you know, say, look, he was a fucking idiot for diving in, even though it turns out he probably didn't make contact. When you dive in like that on a yellow, you're giving the referee an, an opportunity to make that decision. And I think actually, Young, for a fella who's 46, and so much experience that he went and done that, I just thought it was very, very foolish, you know. All seriousness, so I think Everton when they go into the Merseyside Derby, and they're looking at the likes of him i mean he's playing left full for them he's up against lewis diaz is he or is he really full up against diaz he's up against diaz yeah he's full. Yeah, and yeah. you're looking at him and he's he's an old fucker, him you know what i mean and i know he can be a bit wily and he's done a job before on on maui thinking when he played for man united yeah Boy, that's, that's years ago. You know what I mean? That That's absolutely bleeding. Youngs ago that he was doing that. And I just think when you go in there with him, he's in there for his experience, his nose and his bit of know-how. And he played like, uh, you know, one of these absolute rash head cases that you'd seen in games before that just don't have a clue. You they can't, they can't read the tone or the temperature of the game and they just fly in doing stupid things. That's why he was liking that game. And I just thought he was stupid and he brought it on himself. Hmm. Um, I, I think does anybody wanna stand
0: does anybody wanna tell me that Ashley Young shouldn't go yesterday? No? No? Happy? Okay. Um moving on then because you know, you you have you have that you have that second booking and he goes before half time and then the next thing to happen is um the next well the next talking point they're gonna bring up is the penalty. And have he skipped get-
2: the Everton's only shot of the game you know on 10 seconds or whatever oh well yeah well Calvert-Lewin
0: has a header absolute. and, and yeah. yeah and um you a know I think, header, TNT, I think tnt i think tnt were were trying to tell us however to my back after yeah. that um which we'll get on to them later it's absolutely abomination of a fucking production yesterday from them but shawnee i'll come to you the penalty and the same i'm going to say it to keith i'm going to say the same to you With um th- does not the the penalty yeah. that's given to liverpool um no argument with that either. Like you, you, know, people are saying, "Oh, he's running back towards his goal," and you know, but but listen, it, it's like someone I seen someone say earlier. Looks like he was hailing a fucking taxi for about ten seconds. It's just a penalty, Shani. Like, and and you see what happens now is is that because I need because me as a Liverpool fan to and go. Listen, when your hands out there and it hits it, you know what's happened. You see what Gab? Was it was a Gabriel then, um, yeah. against Chelsea. When you, well, Saliba, sorry. When your hands yeah. up there. It doesn't matter. If your hand's up there, it's not in a natural position. There's a silhouette and all this bullshit. But, Shawnee, his hand is miles out. And again, I have to give credit to the blue room because they both said it's a stick-on penalty. It is, isn't it? Of course it it? is. Yeah. I just know.
3: If if one thing that's been consistent so far, it's that if the hand is in an unnatural position and the ball directly hits the hand without touching another part of the body previous, then it's a penalty. That's being given. Yeah. And sorry, That's it's funny you say game. that because
0: they were bringing up That's the Van Dijk like, against Brighton and where they exactly. hit the leg and goes up against
1: Yeah, that goes, came yeah. out with toy.
0: That's,
3: yeah. That's the way I'm leading it. Like, they're going by a screenshot that doesn't give context as to how it's gotten to there. Now, yeah. I was out watching the Arsenal game yesterday and I'm thinking, does the ball come off Saliba's face and hit him in the hand and it's that harsh? But how many ideas have we, like, United you know, saying against Boris that the one wasn't given? And it should have been given and then arsenal get one at home to sport for the exact same thing and then people are whinging saying how come you know you didn't get that penalty but then when it happens to Liverpool, it's not a penalty because yeah. what can the player do yeah. it's not like i disagree with it like when you're jumping if your arms are up there and you're jumping i i would say after playing football that's that's not unnatural because the natural motion of you jumping is using your hands to get up. Leverage. Yeah. Whereas I'm if like, yeah. Where, the thing that defenders have been doing before VAR to prevent handballs is when you're jockeying a player down the side like that or defending across, you put your hands behind your back. Yeah. This fella has his hand out like he's hailing a fucking on one, two, two. Yeah. Yeah. So what what <laughs> what does what does he expect? Like as soon as they were going to VAR, you knew it was going to be given. And then you haven't heard any of the arguments about how fucking Diaz wasn't given a, a, a penalty for yeah, the tackle. That of was Patterson. a stone baller. He literally goes to the ground to win the ball, gets none of the ball and takes the man out. And it's not even reviewed. So no, it was, it was
2: reviewed, I think, but it was very quickly moved on. Yeah, it was like nothing that, to
3: like, We're going to get this now, lads, because of what's gone... Previous and it's, it's all about how Liverpool are getting all the decisions now. And to be honest with you, I think it is probably the case where 50-50s have, will become 60-40s in instances for Liverpool because of yeah. Klopp's actions. And, and and that's that's called being clever. But that, there was no 50-50 about that one. Yeah. There was no 50-50 about... Like, it's not like subjective. No. Ashley, Ashley Young makes two yellow card tackles, he gets sent off by two yellows. Michael Cain his hand is in an unnatural position when the balls come across the box and the ball clearly
2: hits him on the hand without reflection. That's a penalty. That's a penalty. It, it, but his hand is even well, now, The hand, he's, it's like he's pointing. He yeah. has his hand it's, it's, out in a hit. It's, it's like, literally it's, a discussion. It's
3: shouldn't even be a discussion. And listen back to the fucking, I, I agree with you, Gab, abomination at that comedy you're taking a yesterday. I actually thought, I, I was thinking, is that real Ferdinand? man, cow comes? The fella can hardly string a fucking sense. There was about sentence. four of them. It, 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 it was it a was like of f- no mics f- left
0: in the studio and he went, listen, there's an extra couple of mics in the garage. Yeah, they were there, all going
3: off the mics like it was a blatant bottle. Like, really, kind of yeah, it, was it was like the last there, reading John Blair Blued were, able, able, they were yeah.
0: all taking drags off it. It
3: Look, was mad. It, it's, it, it's, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous to say um that it wasn't a penalty or there was even any discussion around it it's fucking ridiculous it's it's yeah, a
0: you joke see, you see you're gonna get this like uh, the Saliba one for me was like well, wow, I, I, I the only thing i would say is that it i didn't know if the header was going on target and that's maybe what's influenced him. i don't know if it was But Saliba's going for a header and like um i think it was neville kept going on about it then going look the bow jump and look how high their elbows are and stuff like that and i get that it's just that one is a bit that one's very close like that's two lads up in the air you know and going for headers and you have to up that high that's instantaneous this one was like from a good few yards away but his arm was out here for no reason you know the sort of way and that's the rule of the game. And, and like, I hear Everton fans and other fans of other clubs and people going, oh, look what they're getting. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you, you, Are we going to keep going back to the fact that p- the PGMOL and and VAR and all the boys a couple of weeks ago made a complete hames of something and have absolutely admitted that they made a ha- And there's video and audio footage of said you know, Hams, And we're going to, we're going to keep comparing this now to every decision that's made because the next one I want to go on to, Emma, is, uh, Canate should walk as well. Canate gets a booking for a silly fell for me, right? Stupid fell Gets a booking, right? Now, the Everton fans are arguing that Simicast should have been booked persistent fouling and stuff like that. And maybe they have a point. And that again comes back to the quality of refereeing. And, I really want to keep this for Tuesday for, for Dave Downey but my thing on this is now tribalism just gets in the way of everything and it's all selective now as to when you don't like referees and when you do like them and this week you're appalled and next week you're telling people to get on with it and you know that's what it is but um, Ibu, Ibu Canate should walk yesterday he gets booked and the second one people are going oh no yeah man done this he impedes a guy running towards goal on the halfway line where I think maybe him and Van Dyke between the goal, he should go, Emmy. We get absolutely get away with that. I, I
1: don't think so. I've seen them be, I've seen them being given, but not like the unfortunate thing is, is right. And we we're now living in a society, a football society, where every tackle is a yellow card. Apparently, it's not. That is yellow a yellow card, though, that's no, hard. no, no. I, I know, but there's to, to me, he's right. He's nowhere near the halfway line. He's not even in the centre circle. He's between the centre circle and the the 18 yard box. So this clear through on goal bollocks is ridiculous. Oh, no, he's not clear through on goal.
0: If he was clear through on goal, you'd be asked for a red. No, no, it's,
1: it's no. I right. read yesterday he was the last. No, no, no. He's man. not. He's not, not because when the ball, I like, ball breaks, the it's, it's Van Dijk that picks it he up. He reaches his arm out. Now, I initially thought, look, he puts his arm out and kind of nearly pulls it away. Your man, Beto, decides he's going down. And then today I saw that he actually clipped his leg as well. Yeah. So, look, I just, I don't want to get it. Look, I've seen them given, and I, I did kind of go, oh. And when he wasn't sent off, it was like half kind of blessed. And then obviously get Mathabon as soon as you possibly can. But we need to be very careful that every single challenge isn't deemed a yellow card.
0: No, no, it's not. If think... he dragged
1: out, if he drags his short or something like that, but he puts his arm across him to try and block him, he didn't pull him back or anything like that. And your man is like he's after been taken out by a sniper. To me, there wasn't enough in it, and it's an awful lot of talk this season and last season that does the felt like does the contact warrant. The fall or warrant the reaction from the player, and I don't, I don't think the contact was enough to warrant the way Beto went down. But but you and see, but you see that, but you were, see. Were right, so it. let
0: me let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel that the tackle by Patterson on on Diaz is a penalty in the box? Uh, oh yeah, this
1: is the one where he slides in on his knees. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what,
0: what what do you think? Didn't get the penalty there. I'll tell you what I think it was. I think it was Diaz's theatrical fall. that stops him. So the fall means fuck all, right? It actually shouldn't. No, no, mean but that's, fuck that's the
1: threshold that they're looking at now. Yeah, is, but the is, threshold shouldn't it, be the fall. The,
0: the the whole the whole thing behind this is is that this guy is breaking beyond Kanate, potentially one on one with Van Dijk, going into Liverpool's half on the break, and he gets clipped and taken out.
3: It's a yellow card. Yeah, over you know, I, anal- I think any analysis on this is being overdone, it? it just comes down to Craig Park and shitting his jocks. Yeah, it that. possibly is, but th- but that again, oh, it, it, it,
0: but that again brings top top it back to that again top bring top. it brings it back to the fact that we every week we're going to have a set of fans. There's 20 sets of fans in, in the Premier League. Every week you're going to have 10 of them going, "This is a fucking joke," and then, and 10 of them going, "I give it over," and then they'll swap positions the, the next week until people actually just come out and go, they are fucking awful, in unison, regardless of whether it happens to your team, for or against them, it's never going to stop. Never, ever going to stop. But Klopp knows. Klopp whips them straight away. Get the fuck off that pitch now, before a man changes his mind, grows a set of balls and changes his mind. And everything, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, they didn't have a go 11 on 11. They didn't. And they probably wouldn't have had a go 10 on 10. But they do have, they do have the... I think the right to turn around goal, we were harshly, done by harshly there with regards to kanate because he's very silly in what he does. Um, we get the goal. I want to talk about Mo Salah because I thought Michalenko was brilliant against him yesterday. Um, and I thought Brentway at centre-half was excellent as well. I and mean, we'll get on to some Liverpool players as well in a bit. But the goals, cause, and, and Keith, i come to you, like... He's not in the game. Let's talk about Salah because there's more records broken again. Yes, I think he equals or goes ahead of Gerrard and Leach for Anfield goals. He's in his first nine league games. He's seven goals and f- four assists or five assists. But he's not in the game yesterday. Um And pops up with a penalty, pops up at the end. And this is why you just leave him on the pitch, isn't it? Yeah. um
2: Yeah, it is. I thought he was terrible yesterday. Um and I think he's been like that in games, and you're right, leaving him on there. You saw the benefit of it because he gets, we get the penalty, and like in my head, I'm like, oh, Salah's gonna take this, and I'm always sorta a little bit blade and scotchy when Salah gets a peno because he's he's hit and miss on them, and we've said it before, the run that gives us blade and gives me heartburn when he's running up to take a penalty but. You know he he does it and he, he's a big game player it's amazing so derby. he does it he gets comes off the pitch with two goals after not having a great performance and i do agree with you i think michelenko played very well in the top round but he played very well but that's what mo Salah gives you you know this fella is a blatant phenomenal phenomenal footballer and you see the stuff that he has to go on off the pitch you know the criticism he got during the week for a message he sends out and the pressure that does beyond this fella's shoulders and he seems to love the bit of pressure. Um he loves breaking records. He loves he loves doing the digits. And um, as you say, take overtaking Dagleesh and Gerard, you know, <laughs> like that's the sort of stuff that he thrives on. And he comes off that pitch yesterday with two goals. Um and I didn't think he was great at all. Look, it's one of them, isn't it? It's it's hard sometimes when you're playing against a parked bus and as the game goes on, so you get the the red card, the lashing defenders on then and they're going to a back four for the second half. You've got the likes of Brantway over that side, who is a good player. Um and it was difficult for him to, to get involved. But I think Liverpool subs did help. I thought I don't know if we're gonna come on to the individually, I thought Harvey Elliott was brilliant when he came on. Yeah, I, I am think going Harvey to Elliott is constantly getting that ball quickly into Mo's feet. And the more the game is going on, Mo is getting that bit more into it. Because when it comes to the second goal, it's not an easy finish for the second goal. No, it looks like it's a tap-in or whatever. The way his body shape is, he gets it, he scores brilliant. But I think he's getting a lot of ball throughout that game. That I think Elliott really starts feeding it into him, feeding it into him. And as the game goes on, well, he's not doing much with it, I think he's getting that bit more of a feel for it. And I think, yeah, I think he, he didn't play great, but he gets two goals and that's Mo Salah for it. It's more, it's not the Mo Salah we've been used to. He's been very creative or he's been clinical. You know what I mean? And this was just a very much a... A throwback to you know the old players that you'd have when they're not doing anything in a game. You know, back in the nineties you'd have fucking forwards that are just there to score goals. Can't think of any of them off the top of my head. But you know, these just tap-ins or whatever to get two goals. That's that's what he was like the other day, but yeah, we'll take it.
0: Yeah, absolutely we'll take it. Um, you know, it's just one of those days where he's very quiet. Mikhailenko has a good game, you know, and um I think I think with 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 Trent being very, very central, I think everton were quite cute in you know um snuffing out ball to him really you know what i mean and when he got it like you said he was getting it kind of standing still and he was you know they they were moving plenty over towards him and stuff so although they didn't go man mark him or put two on him they always seemed to have three in his area you know the sort of way um and that's that's just the fear he brings to to teams you know the sort of way um i want to talk about a couple of players um Emma, I'll come to you because Shawnee is showing on screen here with showing that he's not fully in so I'll just leave it for one second with Shawnee. Emma um, Virgil van Dijk I thought he was excellent yesterday um, yep. done everything he needed to do won his battles sorry just, he gets that he gets that header in the first minute but other than that wins his battles he's not afraid to put out a play when he needs to um, he's calm he's, he's he's marshalling people and, and it kind of felt a bit like you know what this was a kind of watershed moment in a captaincy if you know what i mean at the fourth merseyside derby at Field as captain proper you know club captain i thought he was excellent yesterday not back to his absolute best but i thought he was excellent
1: yeah no he was um i won't say that he was back to his best either but he had that kind of um like a swagger about him or it was it was kind of a calmness about him Been a little bit panicky i think um in his kind of off spell and um, i wouldn't have it wasn't my first pick for captain Um i thought that it might distract him a little bit and um, the responsibility of the iron band kind of take away from his game but um yeah i think you're right in saying that like yesterday he kind of um you could see him as yeah yeah definitely He's our captain now. Um, It's just even, like, his interactions with Klopp, he's always had good interactions with Klopp um, after the game, but you can kind of see that they're nearly, like, a, a team. One is on the pitch, one is off the pitch. Um, But it was a big, big day yesterday for uh, Van Dijk. And, look, it was the, it was his first game was against Everton for the club. Um, But uh, he had that kind of a swagger about him yesterday, and it was back kind of, like, a forward absolutely breaking their neck to try and get to a ball, and... Virgil's just kind of strolling to it and passing it back to Alison. Um Yeah, I don't want to don't want heap loads of praise on him because he has had games where he's looked absolutely excellent and then the next game he looks absolutely tragic. So um, it was a good game from him yesterday and a, a good performance as captain.
3: Yeah.
0: Sian, can you hear us okay? Yeah, he's you're muted for I'm some muted reason. We're going to try to sort that out. We're going to try keep working on that. Um, Keith moving into midfield and I want to kind of take them as a three, McAllister, Sobos-Loy, um Gravenberch I thought McAllister was very much improved from the last time you've seen him after an international break Sobosloy came into the game um, as, as it went on for me and um, like really started hitting the stride I thought from 60 onwards and Gravenberch plays what was 60 odd minutes yeah. um, and I thought he looked excellent for the 60 minutes so take it away on them three
2: yeah, look, I, I I'll start with Gravenberg because I think he was absolutely brilliant. And you're seeing a player there. We bring we bring him in and we were linked with him a couple of years ago and he was, you know, golden boy mentions all over the place when he's at OX. And he goes to Bayern Munich and at the time I remember thinking it's probably not the best move because you've got um Joshua Kimmich Kimmick and you've got uh get in there, it's a hard two players to break into you know and these other players that it was just a bit of a logjam and he, he was never able to break into that team but there was always a player in there now what the cameos were saying from him is looks like he's feeling his way in and i think he's starting to look a really really good player that we have he's big he's rangy he's he's not afraid to get stuck in he's a good passer of the ball he wins a lot of balls uh in that midfield you know in the tight spaces he's going in he's getting the ball he's moving out of there And I think we're seeing a player that will have a big impact for us. Now, I think McAllister as the six, I'm not a fan of. I think he's... The thing that's annoying me with McAllister at the six is he's giving a lot of ball away. Easy ball that he shouldn't be. And when you watch him in other games, I think, you know, I watch him for Argentina and he's punching holes in teams all over the place from a deep position and he's able to slide. But for Liverpool, I don't know if he's overthinking it a little bit and he's... He's maybe trying to do too much, but he's given, and it's the same yesterday. But I think he's grown into all the games. So by the time the second goal comes, and I know that's at the end of the game. His pass to release Nunes is a brilliant ball. So he's doing well. And Sabasloy, is just very fast, isn't he? You know, you don't realise how fast he is. And then you're watching him playing. You don't think, you're looking at a fella who's six foot one, six foot two, big, pass through the ball, smacking the shot. And you don't expect him to be as quick as he is. So that trio, I'm excited for. I think if we see McAllister four or up the pitch, will be a benefit. And if you think of like Curtis Jones in there, the midfield is starting to really, really take shape. You know, for the fact that we've rebuilt it nearly in one summer, and I was critical of Schmadke. I have to say, at the start, Um Oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're missing out on, on Kisada. What's the, oh, Romeo, Lavia, blah, blah, blah. I like what we've done already. Right. Um What's his name? Endo isn't really featuring that much. We might see bits of him as it goes on, but for what we've got, I'm absolutely delighted with the, the way it's going. I'm alone only improve, I think when we had one or two along the way to this group. So yeah, look, I thought the them were very good uh, yesterday in different phases. I thought, you Know maybe unlucky for Gravenberg to come off, but felt he was probably the best of the three mm. at that stage and he took him off. So I don't know. Um, you'll
1: probably yeah. get a full game
2: during the week, yeah. Who have we
0: got? Uh, to Lewis. to lose. We're Toluos. having Toluos. issues with Shawnee, we just can't get him off me for um, some reason.
1: Gravenberg is, um, he's just such a he's such a beautiful footballer to look at yeah. he just makes everything look so effortless and retains possession really really well he's very hard to push off the ball but he's um I know it's a real strange thing to say but he's a really nice football player just just some of the touches that he has and looking at looking at um uh, subslide bursting from the midfield forward like it's just I know we spoke about it or we've said kind of he's the best the best number eight since Jared. Ger- like he just rem- there was certain flashes in that game the other day where he's driving the team forward from midfield and it was just like so Stephen Gerard Gerrard like he's a long way to go to be Gerrard but there's certain things that he does just remind you so much of him
3: yeah
0: um, the, the sub that comes on I think you mentioned the Keith um, uh, Harvey Elliott and um, we get on to Nunes in a minute but We've been very we've, we've given a lot of praise to Harvey Elliott um, since the start of the season, um, his impact on games and stuff. And maybe the games that he starts, not so much. Yeah. Um, a couple of games in Europe, he started was quite good, I thought. But in in the league, maybe starting games, it's you know oh, maybe I don't know why it falls like this. And maybe it's the personnel beside him and whatever else. But he comes in there yesterday, and. He's flying into tackles. He's chasing down. He's he's pressing. He's winning ball back. He's passing. He, like you said, like you said earlier, he just ups the pace of everything, and everything's getting snappier and snappier. And um, like he could have come off there, man of the match. I'm being honest with you, Keith. Um, and I, I hate for it to say, like, is has he found his role as you know one of the first two off the bench, um. But right now, his role is one of the first two coming off the bench because he's making a huge difference. And there was people on here a couple of weeks ago going, look, I think we're over-egging this. And I'm, that's absolutely fine if you think what people are over-egging um, Harvey Elliott's influence. But I think, I think it showed yesterday again that when he came on, he's learning all the time. I think physically and mentally he's coming on so much um, in the last 12 months. And I think that really showed yesterday in everything you done both on and off the ball and sometimes keeping it simple sometimes looking to be creative I just thought it was a fantastic performance from Eddie when he came on yesterday
2: Yeah, he was brilliant I've um, said it uh, all throughout the season I think he's been brilliant in cameos all the way through when he's come on. Even at the back end of last season, I thought when we'd switched to this sort of three-box three that we were playing, I we felt that there was a space for Harvey Elliott because we've spoken on this show for a long, long time and I know Sean had said it before that he doesn't think he's a midfielder and he doesn't think he's maybe a winger. What is he? But he can play when you're pinning teams back and you've got your three forwards and you've got a midfielder that he doesn't have to look behind him. I think that's an absolute ideal role for him. And I think we're seeing he's getting on the ball. Yeah, Roy, I think he's making everything quicker. And I think that's down to the fact that he's coming on against maybe torrid opposition in games. He's able to look at them and up that pace and pick the holes. Whereas when he's starting in some of the games, he was, it was it Brighton? He starts, starts at Brighton, Brighton doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think it was Brighton, yeah. Um, and he's not great. He can't influence it. But when he's coming on... I think he's been brilliant, and I thought he was excellent. Yes, I don't think he gave the ball away. I think he was absolutely brilliant. Every ball, high ball's coming out. He's taking them out of sky, into a stride. I thought he was absolutely excellent. And I think that's the type of player, because he's left-footed as well, it takes it, it brings a lot of um, advantages as well because he's playing in that little pocket and he's left-footed, so he's he's got that little sort of true ball into mode that he can give when he needs it. And I, I just think he's a player that we can be critical of and he's a player that might divide opinion. But I think he's maybe is creating a bit of a role for himself as a as the fourth sub or the second sub. And I don't think he'd be too upset with that. I think he'd be happy to be featuring in the games and to be getting, you know, 30 minutes to, can you change the game? It's not like he's getting put on with five minutes to go. Do you know what I mean? Like a desperation job. He's getting solace all the time on the pitch. And he's always one of the go-to guys. So yeah, I, I think long may it last. I think he was brilliant when he came on.
1: I, yeah. I think Elliot's being used now in a way that he should have always been used. Yeah. So he's what what's happened with Elliot is, is he's he's played in a team for the last two seasons where he had to play games um, because the midfield was absolutely shocking, weren't fit. Mm-hmm. He had to start games. And uh, we've spoken, other people have spoken on here about, about how he should have been eased into the team or eased into a role similar to the way Foden was eased in at Man City and this is how Foden was playing for City for a year or two before even like and I am he's nearly gone back to that now um through injuries and stuff but I think this is Elliot's been absolutely excellent and he's probably a probably a victim of his own success over the last two years where he actually came in and did well he had the bad injury um, and then kind of kind of fell away a bit. You don't want to burn a kid like this out. He's still only 20. Do you know what I mean? So, and, but I think he's he's been excellent. And I would have loved that shot to have flown into the top corner yesterday yeah. um, when he first came on. Um, but yeah, this is I think this is the ideal. And it's, this is not me saying that in three years' time, I think that Elliot should still be coming on with half an hour left. I think he will eventually work his way into the team and it's good now that he has time and we have players that will allow him these little cameos and to build up his confidence and to, and to find his place in the team. I know there's been in the comments and we've spoken on the show before about where does he actually fit into the team. Well, he doesn't have to fit in right now. Give him time to come on and play a couple of different roles and ease himself into the team. I, I think we've got a, a diamond for a long, long time to come.
0: I think, we, you know, <clears throat> the trajectory of, of Elliot. Kind of like if you look at not last season, the season before, like he's in the team ahead of Henderson at the start of the season, and Henderson mm-hmm. for me isn't getting back in that team. Um, when he gets injured at Leeds, if you remember, and it was a really, really bad injury he gets, and he comes back, and when he comes back, there's obviously he's rusty and stuff like that. But again, he's kind of in and out, and you know he's not he's not setting the world alight. Um, and people are like he's not an A, he's just not an A, and, and I could kind of see. In I could see people's argument in the way we want in a functional midfield, he's not an A. I kind of get that argument. But I think what you're seeing now is the the, the change in the midfield for me is very similar. They, they play very similar positions in one's deep, one's you know, one's left, one's right, but they rotate it a little bit more. But because we're doing stuff at particularly right back, um I think that eight becomes a little bit more of a kind of a free he kind of player on that side you know what i mean like if you remember when we had those three midfields, you knew where they all were at the one time you knew who was going to press the left back press the right back you know all this sort of stuff um and you know it's it's a uh, it's one of those things where you know it, you, you all you think about is the pressing and the running power whereas now if you see him when he gets it He's float. He's not stuck to that side. He's floating all over the place. And and Gravenberg does it a bit off the left as well. And I think that's. I think that's probably the main benefit for Elliot, is that. All right. I'm not saying he's not tactically astute. I think that he'll, that'll come in time. But with the little tweaks we're making with regards to posi- positioning where other players are on the pitch, I think he's just fitting into a little a little gap there where he's more of controlling. You know, he's he's he's. he's more, He's more of a. I don't know how to say it. He's more of a like a, a focal point rather than a, a tool in this team. You know, if you watch it yesterday, he becomes a focal point very quickly in that game. He's he's hugging that side where he can get it to Mo, we can get it into Jota, he can he can find Trent, he can find anyone. And we're literally playing off this right hand side rather than trying to play through the middle. And these guys are just there to help. You know that sort of way. Um. So I I was absolutely thrilled from. Um, we're still having trouble with Shawnee. I don't know what is going on here. He keeps coming in, everything's perfect. And so, <laughs> <laughs> he's just doing sign language now. He's like the fella on the telly, you know, late at night. He better text Keith who his sausage of the week
1: is. Yeah, yeah. I know. I
0: think he took over sausage of the week, so he'd be okay. Oh, oh. But I haven't got a clue what's going on here because Shawnee's grand, he's there. But it just it, will not let him in to speak. Um, it, this reason. thing
2: happens every now and again, doesn't it? It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah,
0: so every so often, and like nine, 99.9% of the time, it's absolutely perfect. But for some reason, Sean, dropped out. And now every time he comes back in, um, he's just on mute. And we cannot get him off mute. He's not on mute on his end, he's not mute on our end, but we just can't hear him. Um, Darwin Nunes, go on, let's just fight. He wants to go first.
2: And go ahead.
1: I I think we said it in the last couple of weeks. That he's getting better every week for me. He's had a great international break. Um it'd be very easy for him to come back or clock to say, Rick right, one and continue on your form, but he doesn't he gives him a bit of a break. I know he had a bit of a cramp towards the end of his second international uh, game. But like his his overall link up play and team play is like night and day compared to what it was last year. Even even the goal, right, the second goal. If this is if that's this time last year, he's he's swinging a leg at that and it's probably going into rosette or he's dragging it wide. But his his link-up play, like he's it's, it's one and two touch football is is worlds apart from where it was last year. And it, even the ball into to Salah is like nearly perfection. He just needs to. To slot at home. It's not reaching for it or anything like that. So, look, I don't like, the, I, I think it was great last year. It was like, oh, here comes Captain Chaos and all like that. There's no chaos about him anymore. Like, the only chaos, look, chaos is, I wouldn't want to be a defender defending against him. But he's not doing mad shit anymore. He'd probably throw one in every now and again. But he just seems more controlled, more relaxed. And I think we actually said that, that come this season, he'll have settled into the team he will have kind of relaxed a bit. I think he was probably the price tag last year. He thought that he had to go out and score every single game. But I don't care if he scores every single game or not. He's he's contributing to the team, and that's the main thing. They all say afterwards that, oh, yeah, I know I scored, but it's the three points is the main thing for the team, and no one ever believes them. But for me, uh, the fact that he's contributing to the team is, is, the, is the big point for me with Nunes. And like I said, he's he has that un- there's kind of an understanding now between not only him and Mo but I think it's him and Mo is where it's most strongest but um yeah he's he's settled down he's kind of calmed down a bit and um it's good to see
0: John o says there that Darren was coming off uh high after uh, destroying Brazil by himself I didn't see that game or anybody that did see it or seen highlights raved about him. um Johnny and Keith and and there were two other lads that were talking about it. Jordan Louis week Kev was another one um but the thing is, like you, you, talk about calming down, and, and uh, people there saying, "Oh, I do like they love the madness as well from him." But the funny thing is, the madness was running through there and just gliding by a fella and smashing with his left foot and hitting the fucking twenty yards wide, or you know that was part of the madness where I was like, "He's fucking off his rocker, isn't he?" Um, but now you're seeing, like, I think he's six assists for Liverpool under all Salah. Uh, I think <laughs> I read, I read today. You know, you see that yesterday. It would have been very easy, and I think I think the lad said it on the post-match show yesterday, if six months ago, a year ago, Darwin gets that to the middle of the pitch and he's just running straight at that centre-half and he's going, I'm just shifting this by you at some stage, I'm going to bleed and smash it at the near post or do something mad, but he doesn't. He belts down the pitch to know he's clear of everyone, slows himself down, attracts the centre-half who's going, is he actually going to run me here? and just slips it to, to Salah, and he scores. And mm. <clears throat> I think they've played him very well this season. I think Klopp was very cute at the start of the season to say, look, Darwin's absolutely fine. Those things we're still walking on him with. Um, he's had a couple of niggly injuries. We're walking on him in certain positions, certain things that we want him to do. And when he gets to it, he'll be absolutely fine. He wasn't calling them out. He wasn't throwing them under the bus. He was basically saying, relax. Don't be putting this fellow under pressure. It's, up, it's our decision to have him where we have him. And we'll walk on it. And we're, I think we're, like Keith, I think we're seeing the benefits massively from this fella now. Because not only, like, I listen to, uh, like, uh, there's very few football podcasts I listen to. The Blue Room was one because I like them. They're very honest Everton fans. And I love the Villa podcast uh, with Colin and his brother, right? And after the game they played as Ramfield. they turned around and said, This isn't fucking fair, this fella. Like, he's like a thoroughbred racehorse running at you and he scores goals. Do you know the sort of way? And Keith, that's the benefit. We're starting to see, he's not just a fella that runs in behind, he's not just a fella that wants to do you a pace, he's starting to link up now, he's starting to see other players, he's starting to see, you know, he's starting to see the game, that extra second quicker, which is helping the likes of, well, particularly Mo Salah, and I, I, I'm loving this progression from him, because I think as the season goes on, if he starts to knock himself up 1%, 1%, 1% on on these different attributes, the goals will come as well, and teams will be shit scared of him, not just for the pace, but for everything else he can bring to you. You know, when it comes into his feet, they're not gonna think, I'll just stop him from running because he's playing passes now as well. I just think I just think they've played him brilliantly, Keith.
2: They have and um <clears throat> escapado 007 says there bielce has helped darwin immensely and i agree with that i think bielce has has helped as well obviously klopp is the main one but the thing i always look at with darwin and we've spoke about it before you know he progresses every time he breaks in a penarol he scores a couple of goals then he bangs goes to Almeria, bangs straight away only one year there it does well goes to benfica poor four season Bang, second season, comes to us, poor fourth season. And even the poor four season, he's done decent enough numbers for the, the minutes he's oh. on the pitch. But the way the season progresses, he's sort of getting more out and out of the team. And, you know, you're looking at it and people are worrying because you see then, the, the, you know, he's taking the chances. He's missing the easy ones. He's not making the right decisions. One thing about Darwin is, and I think this is a credit to our scouting team, he's not a fucking eejit. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's so mentally tough. And I've said this about him all along. Watch when he misses. His head never drops. His shoulders never blade and sag. He laughs and he blading jokes about it. And he'll go and he might miss the next one. But he knows, he's confident in his ability that he is going to bang at some stage. He gets it. that He'll adapt to the, uh, the Premier League. He'll adapt to England. But he also has to adapt to Liverpool because he comes into us last season. And we have a big, big drop-off. You know, it's not said enough, the impact that has on him, how many of our good players have fallen off the cliff after the year before when they were going for the quadruple. And so many key players, do you know what I mean? And and it's really, really a big drop-off. He has to come in and deal with that. He doesn't deal with, you know, I'm talking about how smart and mentally tough he is. We see him against uh, Anderson at Palace when he falls for the blade and the bait and that when he gets a three-game ban. But I just think this kid, and he is a kid, he's still very young. I think he is going to absolutely marmalade this league. I think we're going to see a year this season when he's going to get good numbers, good assists, but good, better all-round play. And then I think he's going to explode numbers-wise. I think when you look at Mo Salah's future, and look, I more and more want to give him a new contract. Um. If we're looking for someone to replace the goals from Osala, I think Nunes is the man to replace them goals. I think he's going to blow up. I think he's going to be absolutely sensational this year, but into the future as well. I genuinely just see the, the trajectory of this kid, and I'm looking at him. He has everything. And what we saw at the Newcastle game is after putting the bleeding shits up a lot of teams because you're seen him getting two chances, two difficult chances, and smashing them. And everyone's like right this fella he usually misses these one-on-ones what's going on why is he scoring now and you're seeing it now he's scoring goals he's creating goals he's actually a very creative player and i think yesterday you saw a player with the pace as i touched on earlier McAllister's ball is brilliant uh out of out of the back but Nunes just takes it and runs and he set most up in the, the the derby last year did not yep. he similar goes Same down goal, the wing, yeah. crosses one in now it's a different obviously uh, a finish or whatever But he has that. He's not thinking of himself. He's saying what's the best for the team. As you say, it's 1-0. Run down the clock. Have a shot. Put it into and Double Z into the cup. But now he's clever enough to pick out Salah. with a good ball. And Salah gets the goal. I just think he's a great player. And I think he's only going to get better. I think he's he's a player that... And he's the type of player that I love. I love the projects. And I know a lot of fans, they want the finished article. I loved watching the sort of the unknown with Salah until he was known after the first game and then just went on and scored loads of goals. But the unknown with now the unknown with these players, and we're seeing it with Darwin and I've rarely been as excited about a player, I have to say, as what Nunes will be. I just think he's going to I just think he's going to absolutely blow this league up.
0: I think um I think you know, like I don't know how many goals he has this season. He's, he's quite a few. Um but the assists and stuff adding to the game, I think, is brilliant. And I think, you know, people will be clamoring for, you are know, clamoring for, you know, oh, he has to get twenty five by the end of the season. I don't know. I think, I think if if Darwin comes off this season between fifteen and twenty goals, with probably, you know, five to ten assists, you're kind of going. That's that's progression again. And and it kind of leads me into the question on screen. And I just want to ask you quickly because we're running out of time. But Ravinder says, love you boys, best show out there for the football, the band, are great insight, big up to Shawnee. he's a big fan of Shani's. Uh, Shawnee fucked off. Um, no, he didn't. There was, there was an issue. Uh, do you think we have a chance to lift the league title? Um, and, you know, I, I, can get, I can get this positive, I can get right behind it to be honest with you. You know, if it means we're all on the cans every week and Liverpool are flying, like who you know, who, I'm, I'm there, I'm forced, you know, I'm the I'm the inspector on the bus, you know, letting you on without a ticket. You know what I mean? There's no problem, but it kind of brings in the kind of double edged one. And Emma, I'll come to you first because I'm getting this sense, and I'm not getting this sense, it's actually right in front of you when you listen to, to manager and players, but. This isn't this is this is like a Liverpool two a Klopp two point oh starting to take shape and so many have have commented on Klopp looking rejuvenated and you know he's there's a pep in his steps there's a spring to him. Um Van Dijk is is out there talking about the difference in outlook and the and the new lads coming in and the injection they brought in and the future and things feels different and stuff like that. But are you getting that massive vibe? Or is it a bit too early to make that judgment?
1: No, I now Absolutely getting that web. Um, I'm fully on board with it. Um, there is. There's something different about Klopp. Just like, like his fist bumps. I know they disappeared last year, but it, this is nearly like, um, it's like a revenge tour. It's like the players from last year have gone and got their big cousins <laughs> to come up to visit and they're going to go and attack this league now. Uh, this year, it's nearly like a revenge tour. The players that we brought in, I think have been perfect. The fact that Kwanzaa, has probably saved 40 or 50 million because I wouldn't feel uncomfortable. It probably, well, I probably feel uncomfortable now with Simicats and him there. When <laughs> Robbo comes back, I probably wouldn't feel uncomfortable with Quanta uh, starting games, certain games. Um, there's, there's something different. There's a good feel about the place. Last year, there was a bad feel about the place results, what's going on behind the scenes. It was just a complete and utter mess. Everything seems to be running rather smoothly at the moment and to be what a point isn't it behind top yeah. well, depending on how tomorrow goes um we're right where we want to be um right in amongst them we're not in fifth sixth, seventh. do you mean kind of four or five points behind you're, you're right there thereabouts and we've seen already this season we've gone behind in games and we have that kind of like mentality to come back um, we probably didn't have that last year we conceded one last year we probably concede another and then everybody gives up mm. even the fans included the team included and um, but now I'm, I'm not going to say that we're going to go and win it but we won't be far off it
0: okay keith do you feel like yeah. this is this is kind of a new dawn uh, i'm yeah. not saying not new dawn's probably the wrong thing to say but you know a there's, a, there's a change yeah, the in outlook there's a change in perspective you know, there's a different look to this team.
2: There's a different look to,
0: not not to the team, I think just think to the way, the way they're carrying themselves,
2: I suppose. Huge thing, the way they're carrying themselves. And last season was very much a feel-sorry-for-ourselves season. As I said, a lot of players fell off a cliff, and that impacted Darwin, I felt, you know, was settling in period. And I'm talking about Trent, I'm talking about Virgil, I'm talking about Henderson, I'm talking about Fabinho, even Salah at the start of last season. Big, big players that are the, the sort of bedrock of our team. And a lot of them, Matip, you know what I mean? A lot of them just sort of the arse fell out of them. And this year we're seeing lads, you know, look at Gomez and Matip. Everyone wanted them out the gap. And we're seeing players that while well, the fitness and touch wood, the fitness is always the in question with them. You're seeing them putting in some really good performances now. And Emmett's right, you look at Kwanzaa quanta doesn't have to be the tour choice center back he can be the fifth choice center back now because we've got a group there that are you know ebill makes the balls of it yesterday and clock can whip them off and put on up and we don't lose a beat you know and that's that's what we have again another thing emmett says well I'm not five points behind hoping for slip ups here We're well, well placed i know a lot of people in the chat are saying talk it in january and see where we are i think by the time we play man city we, you don't want to take things for granted, but we should be able to say, look, we should have another nine points on the board. I think it's three games for 40 yep. isn't it? Another nine on the board. Let's see and where nine, nine probably puts you top. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if you put nine on the board, that's that's really putting yourself in a strong position. And then you go into the City game and you're know, like, Roy, why not? Well not fucking. we not. As I say, we're not five, I think six points put, behind. Looking at others racing off. Yeah. If you if you put if, you put, nice, nice, if you put nine nice. if you
0: put nine on the board, you're kind of going to the city game going. You know what? We win it brilliant. We draw it, brilliant. We lose not the end of the world because there has been city games in the past both for Liverpool and City where if you lose this we're fucked. You know the sort of way. But if you put nine on the board, you're possibly looking at coming out of a city game or a loss. Maximum four points behind them. With what 14 games gone which is not a disaster but we know how city roll on and roll on um but I think you know it's 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 one of the things it's one of the things where if you put yourself in a good position it allows you for something to happen now don't get me wrong if you go to the Etihad and you win you're like oh yes you know what I mean and now it's now everyone's bubbling everyone's yeah. but it, but you you don't want to go into a city game where you're five or six often them. Nine. And then it's all Spell on you to win. It. And if you off lose day, your nine after, when you're going, you're not catching nine. Yeah. You just simply aren't. Not the way teams are taking points off each other in this league this season. And we'll take it off us at some stage. So it is a bit like that. Look, we're an hour and seven I, minutes. I, I, I think an improved,
1: improved Arsenal last year, this year, an improved Spurs. Whatever length of time that's going to last, that makes it a little bit. It's not. It just doesn't seem like it's us against City. There's, there's three or four there that can beat each other. We not had can that. can beat City, which is important. In, in, in the previous in, in the previous seasons, it's always just been us. It's been it's down to us to beat City and take the points out of City. That's the way yeah. it's always felt. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's the way it's going to be. this anybody,
0: year. Um, Has anybody noticed Gary Neville's changing approach now? Because when Man City was against Liverpool, it was all Man City, Man City, Man City, and yeah. now we think Arsenal are the fucking are they? You know the yeah. saving grace of all this, and he's absolutely willing Arsenal to win games. Oh, he loves Arsenal, um, so so because Yeah, because if, if he loves Arsenal and Arsenal wins, it means that he doesn't have to support City, even though he's been supporting City for yeah. the last five years. And um, it's
2: mad because the Arsenal fans all say, oh, Gary Neville hates him. I know I'm watching him. He's he's giving up he's, oh, he's willing to win. He's willing to win. anything.
0: But look, before we go, a couple of things before we go. Um, we do have Sausage of the Week. I think Keith's taking over that. Uh, we will get to that in a minute. But another one I want to bring up is... I'm going to bring up a segment every week called The One, right? And The One is going to be, I need to, I just want one answer off you. It's very simple. It's going to be a topic every week, okay, of something you'd like to see. You can be you can be dead serious about it or you can be messing about it, whatever you want. And this week it is the one TV series that you'd like to see one more series of or a film that you'd like to see another se- a sequel to or another edition of. So would you like to see, I don't know die hard seven or home alone forever
2: travel fucking answers out here because you don't know what we're going to pick
0: oh, you haven't picked home alone or die hard seven you'd be surprised what i've picked right okay so emma one tv series that you'd like to see now it could be an horrendous one that you just thought that is absolutely horrendous but i'll have a, i'd love another series of it to laugh for it more or it could be one way go it was absolutely excellent give me one more series i'll,
1: I'll give you a series and a film so, oh, the series, oh. the series that, like, it was, I thought long and hard. I was up the North today and uh, listening uh, on the way down, I was kind of thinking about it. And I think the one series that I would have loved to have another series of is Faulty Towers. Oh. I think it only so. had two, didn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. It's only 23 two, episodes of, or something. Of, of, I would have loved it. Days.
1: That was, abs- like, I remember being, like, allowed just because like, I would have been, I would have been fairly young at the time. I was allowed to stay up and watch it or whatever, and I just always found it absolutely hilarious. And I just thought when it was gone, it was like it's like John Cleese, I think, is unbelievable. He's brilliant, um, and I just would have loved to see another another series of that. The other one was Only fields and Horses, but they've kind of had, kind of, they've ah, yeah, no, like, they done enough years later. And they stuff they like that. That. Uh, the film I would like to see is, and it's a film, and every time I watch it, I always think, I wonder what they did after.
2: It's it's better not
1: was no, check Redemption.
2: I don't right.
1: what Red and Andy Dufresne do afterwards. Like, do they open up like a boat, hired out boats and stuff like that? I just always wondered what they did yeah. after. So that would have okay. been me film. Okay. that's a shit answer, but it's no, just it's, one not. That I always it's not. Wondered. It's not. It's like it, you it. makes you think. Then, Don't put yourself
0: down. Then, but we listen. It's our job no, to no, put no, you I'm down. Don't saying. be putting yourself down. Me and Keith <laughs> no. put you down, right? That's our job. That's our job.
2: Keith. Yeah, Keith. Have you got a TV and a film? I have. Well, I have right. a film, but I do have a TV one as well. And I'll yeah. say that. For, and it's along the same lines as what Emmett was saying. You know, Faulty Towers left you wanting more. And Ricky Gervais builds all his sitcoms on that premise that right. you never do too many of them. And to me, the best is The Office. I absolutely the original love office. The Office. Yeah, the UK, the English yeah. Office. Yeah. I watch, right, and mm. this is... Right, I watch at least twice a week maybe three times a week, the David Brent film, Life on the Road, okay? It's on Disney. Now, when I'm working at home, I just put stuff on in the background, and yeah. that film goes on at least three days a week, right? So I absolutely love it. I think he's a fucking genius.
0: Hold on, hold on. Does a David Brent film.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he goes on, he starts a band. He gets his band together and goes on the road. Uh, it's okay. amazing. Yeah, it's oy. amazing. It got absolutely panned out there. At the box office, but it's, uh, I love it. I think it's fucking brilliant. Um, he's so cringy and so reliable. And uh, I just love The Office, I think it's brilliant. But he always done it on the Faulty Towers model because only fools and horses, as an example.
0: Marge Apple says that they want a sequel series to Faulty Towers, bound to be oh, terrible.
2: Oh, that, that'd be awful, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's okay. a bit
0: like your man that's come back now. Um, what's his name, Kelsey Grammar? What's his name? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Rodney yeah, Trotter, isn't I've seen yeah. that, yeah, what's I saw right there, that, but, Good oh, night no, sweetheart yeah. he must have fell out a good night sweetheart and then straight after yeah.
2: that good night sweetheart was good wasn't it yeah kids won't have a clue what good night yeah, the woman from the, the war
0: was gorgeous
2: which one the first one or the second one oh, didn't i don't they know change they were, them? i can't remember she was gorgeous did they changed them um but now i love this i love the office but they film and when emma was built bigging up his film there and i thought he was going to rob my one and yeah. for the shushing redemption Oof. Police Academy, right? Oh. I love <laughs> Police Academy. Okay. And I just had to check today. The police Academy six was on the telly. And I'm like, they don't make them like this anymore. You know what I mean? So I had to check. So I think they're doing seven. only done a mission to Moscow, I think it was the final one. Um, so I would love to see. Let me just count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, they are done seven. I'd love police to see academy. police academy if <laughs> okay. at all possible. Right. Um, that's what I would like to see uh, anyone, I'm sure there's loads of Police Academy fans in the chat, put in your favourite Police Academy moment, who was your favourite, I think uh, Steve Guttenberg would be up for it because I don't think he works anymore I'd be surprised if he gets jobs <laughs> yeah man, that does the voices Um, I don't think he gets Michael Winslow as well, Michael Winslow Michael what's Winslow. his name in the films again um, Jones, uh, Jones, Jones yeah, I don't think he gets much work outside the police academy game as well. So, uh, yeah, I think police academy seven is what the people want. Let's mm-hmm. let's have it. I, okay, I was, Mark, I was watching not out the other night
1: about Robin Williams, and I didn't realize that your man that played Zed Bob
2: Cat Bob
1: Cat, Cat, Bob Cat Bob, 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 yeah. I did, I, I didn't notice him at first when he was talking about Robin Williams. I was like, jeez, that's your man out of police academy. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they were cracking film I'm at the thinking
0: of another one there. I'd love to see another. This is meant to be. This is meant to be after. the one where you just give me one answer. You're yeah. literally
1: listening off every movie. Yeah, but come here. When does that ever happen on these shows? We, one. On I still, we still have to we do sausage. Phoenix. Phoenix. when you said Phoenix. the one that was annoying. Phoenix, oh,
0: Phoenix Nights is literally. I'm sitting here right, waiting to say <laughs> Phoenix Nights for the last ten minutes. Phoenix Nights was absolutely incredible. Again, Madge Apple says we need another series of Mine Hunt. Mine was deadly actually, and that sound um <coughs> i'm going to be very very vanilla here and i'm going to say i would have loved an, an, a six series of the war um because the way it finishes
2: uh, I, they, you're not happy with
0: it no not no i think it's i think it's one of the best bits of television ever um the war um and sopranos there's an argument around the sopranos tony gets shot what happens in other series but then again i like the kind of bit of mystery behind that but the war i think uh, they could have come back and literally done a series as nearly where they now kind of series. You know, the sort of way or a one-off or a movie, you know, where you kind of see where they are. Another way, Breaking Bad done a movie and you kind of knew what happened yeah. to them all. I think something on them, along them lines. Uh, movie-wise, I'm not arsed. Um, just, they make enough of them, to be fair. Like, there's just fucking films coming out of your ears every day of the week, um, newly released. But um, The Shorter and Emerson is a good show. Um, I don't know. As is Academy police academy yeah i don't know maybe um maybe something like a a sequel to trading places maybe that's being made already i don't know i like trading places i love trading places
2: yeah yeah love trading places
0: so there you go um but anyway that is the one next week it could be and it could be like fucking toppings on a pizza i don't know we just make it up as we go along this week we went with tv and movies if you have any suggestions leave them in the comments after or don't don't send to us on twitter just leave it in the comments afterwards. Um. Anyway, to finish off, sausage of the week, Keith. Who is
2: the sausage of the week, or is there multiple ones? Gavin, there is multiple sausages yes. of the week. Okay. Now, there's not thousands of them, hundreds of no. thousands of them, like there was last week when Shawnee highlighted the the insatiable tourist of the Qatari mafia, um, in Manchester. We're so lucky to have Alison Beckard as a goalkeeper because if you watched that. Chelsea and Arsenal game yesterday the two absolute off them two keepers <laughs> absolutely absolute oh, sausages of the my week Jesus. how that what fella they Roger, Sanchez or whatever his name is, is in goal but how Chelsea have spent like 3 billion and have ended up with this fella in goal for them I'm like what, what's what's happening here do you know well, what didn't I mean
0: they sell the Kepa to, to fund the meal for Saicedo and all there was all talking of that yeah, but no they, I agree with you and um, sausages of the week that was like all over the place like your man gets chipped from the wing right yeah and then to met, I'm not happy enough with that Tony Jones just starts passing the ball into the middle of the pitch and listen this isn't this isn't like this isn't like a, a you know a one off he was doing it constantly against Man C two weeks ago like literally constantly doing it going I'll just keep passing there and I'll just you know just keep making mistakes and he just keeps turning around and putting his hand up going sorry and yeah. but you know what Won't this is this is. again is, but, yeah, clever, but, but you know what this is? This is someone trying to be too clever again. This is this is fucking... Arteta trying to be too clever. And I'm sorry, I don't like Ramsdale as a goalkeeper. But there's oh, no man. way you can tell me that Ray fellas
2: is better than. Ah, He is. He's not. Lonsdale is shy. Ramsdale
0: is a better goalkeeper for what Ar- Arsenal want to do. He simply is. He's not.
2: He, Lonsdale is one... When he was told, right, that we're gonna rotate the goalkeepers, I think he thought he meant with him and Raya, but it turns out it means with him and the bleeding reserve keeper because Raya has played every fucking minute since he's come in there. Arteta wants a certain type of keeper. Lonsdale can't do it. He is no good with the ball. I see, we saw
1: Harry ramsdale like, listen,
0: Harry Ramsdale. Harry Ramsdale, right? <laughs>
1: Harry Lonsdale.
0: He, he's fucking he's Lonsdale. I'm telling you now, he's he, he is he was absolutely fine. There was no issues no. with him. You you he cannot turn around to me and you can't turn around to me and say, Do you know what's wrong at Arsenal? The goalkeeper. It's simply not true. It's simply not true. This is this prick trying to be too clever again. It's and and then the, the, the Chelsea stuff is just bananas. Well that like, like even that chance to Enketty at the end, he swings a foot right. And your man just kinda jumps in the air as if they go, That could be going in. It? that <laughs> could be going in. No, I'm not even gonna that'd try to nice jump That just could be going in. Um, um Sausages of the Week. You happy with that oh, sausage yeah. of the
1: week? No, yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. We we'll just have the two sausages this week. Yeah, they're a- absolutely shocking, like absolutely shocking. Like it was like it's like they've never played in a big game before. Just in there. I look. I I don't. I don't. I don't know which is the lesser of two evils between Raya and Ramsdale. I think they're both. Raya, I would say Raya probably is the better. I'll say shot stopper. Yeah, Um than Ramsdale. Ramsdale does it for the cameras. He's a good um, camera. His say. position, yeah, Ramsdale's positioning can be a bit shit as well in terms of um, one-on-ones and stuff like that. But um, I think Arteta's has tried to be too clever. Uh, Arteta's probably tried to pep it a bit, you know, pep with his pep, fucking magic head on him trying to do these mad things. magic and Lego head. That's yeah. why he's. Yeah, I think that's why he's. Uh, I think that's why he's tried there, and it's it's backfired massively. And Keith right how much have chelsea spent on goalkeepers much was kept at 67 wasn't he he was was more than allison wasn't he broke the record he he broke the record two, two days after or something and then mendy they paid a big whack for as well and now neither of them are there are there like it's we know more than anybody that that's one of their most important positions on the on the pitch is a goalkeeper and i think both of these teams have got it massively wrong so yeah
2: even yeah. with sanchez he bleeding and creams and Ketia or Jesus, Is it he flies out to punch yeah. one yeah, gets nowhere near it. yeah. absolutely and bleeding blames and we had on another blade and chancer another gangster <laughs> playing in golf for a big team doing that against wolves when he's just not even looking just going out and flattening players yeah. i think like we look at Alice. i just i so just looking lucky to have them
0: i just couldn't i just couldn't get over what i was watching there yesterday like uh, uh. Like the Arsenal giving away the penalty, right? The Chelsea score, but then he's chipped from the wing. Yeah,
2: but I'm not giving Mudrick any credit on that. No, no, Mudrick takes no as credit. Well. Mudrick
0: is looking to get Sterling in at the back post. Yeah, but he's chipping the wing and he's miles away from getting it. like yeah. miles away, <laughs> it's right? Oh. Miles away, and then he just and then the gas thing is the ball comes from and he shows the, the camera behind the goal, and there's no way he's getting the ball to the Arsenal player. Like, there's literally the Chelsea player is standing in front of the Arsenal player, and he tries to play him. And now he makes amends, he gets down, he kind of blocks it, right? And he gets up as if, yeah, sorry about that. And that's the thing for me. So blase, yeah, sorry about that. You know what I mean? Like, ah, whatever. And it's nearly like, I'm not getting dropped here. Like,
2: the manager's made yeah. his decision. I'm fucking, I'm grand here. Do you know the sort of way? And then... That's the Joe Hart mentality, isn't it? I'll, I've made a bollocks of that. I'll front up. And it's go down, oh, and i done it a couple of weeks ago. And the United fans were all like, "Yeah, at least he's admitting to it." Yeah, like, but but it's 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 fucking mad. And then and then like uh, someone says, Kepper
0: went on loan. They haven't sold him. Yeah, no, they they they, they wanted his wages off the bill. Yeah. Sorry, you're right much there. Um, but but then the other fella, the other end, like the other fella, the other end, right? When the ball comes him, he has a couple of options. And he decides he wants to play a forty yard pass along the ground to not the centre half, not the midfielder, the midfielder beyond that. You know what I mean? And Royce just now in, in fairness, vision. Royce nearly misses it. But it's a good it's a good goal from that distance. But you're looking at them going, What are these fellas at? What are they seeing? You know what I mean? And and as much as I hate Gary Neville, he was making the point when he played C he's like good goalkeepers like Allison Edison, they have a picture in their mind before the ball even gets to them. And this fella doesn't have the picture. This fella is picking up the camera off the table at the wedding. You know, the ones you have to fucking take all the photos and leave it back. Yeah, yeah. And he's fucking getting them developed down in the chemist. That's what he's doing. He's miles off it. Do you know what I mean? And I just like Sean, he said it was earlier sausage of the week, any suggestions? And I was like, "Dent" straight away. So yeah, the sausages of the week, are the Chelsea and the Arsenal goalkeeper? Lash had in there if you want, cause I don't
2: mind. Um, yeah.
1: throw so in as well. He did his best to dive out of the way of Ryan Brewster's shot yesterday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it, it true. is true. Like goalkeepers at these big teams and they're all trying to chase, you know, the game changer in goal. All of them, every fucking one of them. Spores bring in your man as well. Um, What's if a cardio is it? Yeah, and I'm not sold on he's him. He's, he's, all right. okay. he's, he's done, done all right, he's but I'm not sold on him. I, I think he, I'm expecting him to drop a bollock like at some stage as well because I just don't trust him until he's seen. But, but, but look, people. but the, yeah, all, yeah. The, <laughs> all like, the
0: all drop a bollock, Alison included. They all drop like, a bollock, right? Yeah, well, it's, through, but it's how react The Now, your man has literally spent 180 minutes at Arsenal in his last two games going on like a fucking Egypt. Right, yeah. and just keeps putting his hand up, and our head is going, Yeah, don't worry about it. Because <laughs> like when I seen that going on yesterday, I said to myself, they definitely alienated Harry Ramsdale. Right. They've definitely had, are you know what I mean? They've definitely alienated him here somehow. Now he was missing yesterday because his wife had a child. So that's you know, the conspiracy theories yeah. went out the window. Like Emma told me. They, like that's, Emma that's Yesterday. I said, said I said Harry Ramsdale isn't even on the bench and he went, Oh, there's talk of a move to your night, and I was like, Oh Emma you're reading really it.
1: Again. talking about
0: it the other night they, and uh, I was one of the uh, lads then on, on one of our channels. But look, we better
2: oh, but run. But I am
1: an, an absolute sucker for Oh, you're me. a fan for a Twitter <laughs> rumour.
2: Absolute <laughs> fiend we are. Yeah, um, but, um, he does like it. He does like it. Before we go... Um, uh, before we go on the goalkeepers, right? Oh, would yeah. any of them get in? Would you take any of them ahead of Cuevin Keller as your number two? No. no. Um, Lonsdale, Raya, Sanchez, Onane, fucking no. the Chelsea other no. Serbian lad that they bought? None no. of them. And this no. is what these are plundered in as their their game changers.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No, they wouldn't no, I wouldn't have them anywhere near Liverpool, any of them. Um before we go, uh, tomorrow we myself, Phil, and Robbie are going to be on. Robbie's been on uh, ages and ages ago, he's coming back on really nice fella. We're gonna have a little chat about the weekend. Um that's we Robbie.
2: Robbie's a blading glow char isn't
0: he? Yeah, Robbie's Robbie's always on the move, but we we have got him for tomorrow. Um Wednesday we're recording a preview for Toulouse which you will get on your audio feed and we're also talking about the big Premier League moments of the weekend uh, live from 10pm Thursday we'll be doing a post-match show after the game in the Europa League Friday we won't be here Saturday we won't be here but Sunday we will have two shows following Nottingham Forest Um, Anything else before we go Emma? No Oh, good
1: good. Oh, good
0: Happy days. Uh, Keith, anything else before we go?
2: No, no. Um poor old Shawnee didn't have a didn't have the best of nights tonight night with the L technology, which no, is a shame because he loves sausage of the week. You yeah, know, it's it's it's
0: a big thing from but what we're it gonna is. do is when, we, when we're when finished here i'm gonna actually get the lads to leave the studio and try come back in and see if there's an issue with them coming back in and then i can actually post um at the issue to the software company we use and they're very good they'll sort it out asap so if you've been watching on youtube thanks very much if you've been watching on twitch which loads of people seem to be or a couple of people seem to be thanks very much go now log in to twitch sign up whatever you need to do on your phone on your desktop wherever it might be search talking cop follow us on there because there will be shows in the future that will be going out on twitch and only on twitch so please go and do it because i don't want to listen to people going you never told us this i'm literally telling you now i'm literally telling you so please go and do that a lot of people um or the people that were using it tonight said that um the interface on twitch is really good and um, the chat is really good you can uh, different users and stuff like that so that's cool and um, so go and check it out it's very easy to use it's basically the same as going onto a youtube app you just hit twitch go into your following here on talking cop and you'll find us and when we go live you'll know about it um what's the music choice this week Keith? quick give me a song give me a band give me i don't know a no I've, to listen to. I've
2: sort of fallen back i've been listening to a lot of pink floyd gav do you like pink right. floyd yeah i'm I'm, 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 floyd. I'm
0: yeah um i think Run i know one of our songs
2: one of them now, we'll then get on to animals. Listen to animals. That's the album. On the list. It's only five songs, but they go on for about fifteen minutes each.
0: Great. Half hours to ten for an album. Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, great Pink Floyd. Got five the five songs,
0: songs and meant that's a, that's enough. Good luck, we're out of here. Yeah, uh, loads of people are um, loads of people are happy um, that we're on Twitch and happy with the show tonight. So that's great. Uh, so we we'll, look. We will talk to you next Sunday. Um, on talking cops only. Thanks to Emma. Thanks to Shawnee, who we will sort. We'll make sure he's okay. And we'll talk to Keith as well next week. That's it. Talk to you in a
1: bit over right now.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.